0: following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network.
1: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball show. We're talking impact of the new rules on stolen bases. We're going to talk MLB news, what's going on with those Tigers rolling right along, and other things going on in Major League Baseball. Then we'll bring the always famous ads, drops, and holds segment to the end of the show as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove fantasy baseball show Play ball. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, Righteous Felon Jerky and Mahler Bros Golf. I'm your host, Vince Stover. I am joined by the ever-so-famous, the ever-so-popular, the one and only senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kevin, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. So, hopefully I can live up to that introduction right there. So, I guess time will tell.
1: <laughs> well, that's the art of, a, of an introduction—is making the okay. guest up to it. So uh, I'm glad I could, uh, I could, I could put something out there uh, to to motivate uh, today okay. uh, to get to get going on. I want to say hello to our live viewers watching on the dove YouTube page and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page, and all those listening in later via podcast on your Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever. You get your podcast. Uh, you know, it's funny, Kevin. I was I was putting out my uh MLB power rankings last night. Yeah, right, which I saw uh, this morning. So look looking through the, the standings and looking through what, what's been going on this week, and I just continually am amazed by uh this season so far. It has been a it's wacky, wacky, wacky
2: roller coaster. Don't worry about the breaks because there aren't any.
1: That's right, and I'm interested to see how things go. When we get Ian on in a couple minutes, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in the real world of baseball, and we want to like look, though, uh, start off with our Fantasy Burner segment uh, here today, so let's jump into Fantasy Burner. Our Fantasy Burner segment is presented by Mahler Bros Golf uh, we all want to look good on the golf course, but it comes oftentimes at the expense of feeling good. And Mollerbros Golf has found the solution with polos that look good and feel good. Their lightweight stretchy material hugs your body, and you'll feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you'd rather wear. Then Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Don't wait to try your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BellyUp. That's 15% at MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. Use that code BellyUp to get 15% off. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros. Polos. Mahler Bros. Golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good play good all right our fantasy burner segment today is we wanted to take a look at these rule changes uh and how they're affecting stolen bases this year now we play in a points league and obviously we get points for steals but i'm sure that there's people who listen who are in category leagues as well and we talked a lot preseason about these rule changes the pitch clock the disengagements the uh, larger bases and how that was going to affect um uh stolen bases coming into this season and uh so i kind of wanted to take a look at it and get some thoughts from you and i've got some thoughts as well uh but the impact of the rules so far so kevin i'm going to give you the floor first and what have you seen uh to this point in the season with stolen bases and and different from what we've seen in the past past few years
2: well the uh the stolen base has returned to major (laughs) league baseball so as we look at it, and that's been evident right from the very beginning because an opening day teams stole more bases on opening day than they have in over a hundred years. Mm. So we had that indication and uh, i'm I'm looking I was looking at uh, the stolen base leaders from the last few years, and D Gordon stole sixty bases back in two thousand and seventeen which is nothing near like what we used to see, you know, back in the days of Ricky Henderson and all that. But then the stolen base fell completely almost off the table. I got the numbers here. Since that year, the full season, it's been 43, 37, 32, 41. That's been the stolen base leaders. And so if you were in a Cats league, as you just mentioned, you, you were probably making sacrifices in other areas to, to get stolen bases because that is a category, of course, and it's been extremely difficult. Now we look at, because at the present time, we have nine players that have 10 or more stolen bases on the year. Mm-hmm. So stolen bases are up significantly. The rates of success for stolen bases is up significantly. And today we got home and I switched on the TV. It was Baltimore and Atlanta. And so there was a guy on first. I'm sorry, I didn't don't know who that was, but
1: who's on first?
2: Yeah, who's on first? So (laughs) but the but the thing about it that got my attention was even before and the pitcher had already did his engagements or whatever. So he couldn't throw over there again without fear of being called for a box. So what happens is, is the guy on second base, he start, or first base, he started for second before the guy was even in his windup. Mm. And so by the time he threw it to the plate, the catcher would have to have an actual cannon back there to throw the guy out. He didn't even try. Yeah. And so he stole that base. He, he could have walked <laughs> over there. So that's just an indication, a clearest indication that I could probably bring up that the stolen base is back and everybody talks about the the pitch clock and all that and it has made an impact on the game but the speed has returned to the game so i think that's an exciting part that has been missing and i'm 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 very happy to see the stolen base back in our baseball language
1: Yeah, definitely. Let me throw some numbers at you. And I got these off of MLB.com. These would not include this weekend, um, by the way. So some of these numbers will be slightly old uh, by a few days. But you already said it, nine players with 10-plus stolen bases already on the season. 81% success rate, highest of all time. Now, the number of attempts is not necessarily drastically up, but the success rate is up. On zero disengagements, the number is down slightly, 73% success rate. Uh, when there's been zero disengagements yet. Uh, but they go up on the first disengagement to 81%. And on the second disengagement, which you've talked about just a second ago, you saw it today, 100% success rate for runners who have taken off after the second disengagement. Uh, so that is obviously working. Um, that's the steel second base. The steel third base uh, this season, uh, the numbers that I have 28 of 29 attempts have been successful the steal third base, uh, there is, uh, let me see here. Um, it's been steady for the last several years. Since 2008, it's been about 77% success rate all the way through 2022, but it's now at 93% success rate, stealing third base. Um, and again, we're talking about the, guy, the players are watching the pitchers, they're timing them out. You have the disengagements, which are helping. Uh, obviously that time, the pitch clock, Guys can get a jump because they know the pitcher has to get rid of it, and uh, and so they are they are taking third base at a ridiculously successful rate. Um, the first person to get thrown out at third was Joey Weimer of the Milwaukee Brewers, um, and I actually saw that happen. Uh, but today I saw him steal second uh, right after he did. Uh, Yelich stole second, so it's 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 been nonstop this season. It's It has brought it back in, which I think has made it more interesting. I like to see players run. And you're getting to see who the top tier catchers are as well. This doesn't have anything to do with fantasy, but you get to see these catchers throwing guys out or the ones that can't successfully throw guys out.
2: We're going to talk about it in a minute, I believe.
1: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So, stolen bases is a part of of Major League Baseball again. It's also a part of fantasy baseball. Fantasy,
2: League. either if you're in points as or cats, because as you mentioned, a stolen base is a point. It's right.
1: That is so, right. So it's it's adding up for your teams. It's making uh, it's helping you on your fantasy baseball team, and it's easier to find guys uh, to to get that point or to get that category now than it has been in recent years because more people are doing it. And I'm interested, Kevin, I didn't have time to look it up, but I was watching a AAA game today uh, on TV, and they talked about that the AAA team, uh, Nashville Sounds, they, they, haven't, they haven't taken too many stolen bases this year, haven't attempted too many stolen bases. Yet at the major league level, their affiliate, the Brewers, are. And uh, it's interesting to see that between the levels still, kind of managers having to readjust to the um, the aggressiveness of running bases and things like that because it is changing how things are being done uh, there as well. All right anything else to add with that before we go to our next segment?
2: No it just adds in a little strategy because we yeah. lost a lot with the DH and so strategy is one of the things that that interests people It interests me quite a yeah. bit. so you know managers, Are running managers are trying to figure out how to stop these, you know, from happening. So and we're kind of back to the, you know, is my brain bigger than your brain and I'll figure it out before you or whatever. So I like that engagement right there in the game of baseball.
1: Very good. All right. That's our fantasy burner segment presented by Mahler Bros Golf. Go to Mahlerbros.com and use code belly up for fifteen percent off your purchase. Now it's time for our guest segment we call the call to the pin. Our call to the pen is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Uh, Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. And just as Righteous Felon has went straight to the source, we go straight to the source as well. Bringing back from BellyUpFantasySports.com, Ian Lemersall. Ian, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great, man. Vince, um, I think my audio was a little light last time, so I'm going to try and speak up a little bit. But two things. First of all, you do a great job with these segments, man, with the cut-ins and everything. That's some good stuff. I like that. And uh, And then second of all, before we talk anything else, did you say 28 of 29 stolen base attempts on third base have been successful? Is that true?
1: That's correct, and that was again that was early last week. So that I'm not sure what the number is today, but yeah, that last week that oh was. Oh, My
0: the gosh, I mean that's just crazy, and and I'm with Kevin. I love it. I love to see guys stealing bags that's again. That's what you just, It was just yeah, nice to see what that being a part of the game again. Research right there yeah exactly
1: (laughs) i appreciate (laughs) you guys uh that's what we try to do right we try to put together as professional a a, a program as possible give people a chance i i put out my article on saturday night well it came out sunday morning and i had a guy comment i I left the team off my i listed the guardians twice left the rangers off my power rankings i had to go back and fix that but uh
2: yeah leaving the rangers off there's 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 no uh, – you know, you you're going to have to go to, to, to baseball prison for that one. <laughs> as soon as I saw that
1: comment, man, I jumped on there real quick to see, well, who did I – I had to double up on somebody. And why as soon as I saw it, I said, nope, that's where I had them slotted in and just didn't get them on there. It's on there now. So if you go to bellyupsports.com, MLB Power Rankings for week six is up. And uh, you can disagree all you want to, uh, okay. but they're, they're up there nonetheless. Ian was on with us a couple weeks ago. Uh, he does write for fantasy, belly up, fantasy sports.com as well. A lot of great content out there. But we need to talk plenty of things about the baseball and what's going on in the world of Major League Baseball. And I want to start in St. Louis. Wilson Contreras, the big free agent signing for the Cardinals, comes in and all of a sudden they're saying, hey, he's not going to be behind the plate anymore. DH and outfield. For Wilson Contreras, uh, I'm shocked because I thought it was a great signing. I thought it was going to be a huge boost. And I don't think
2: they're using him as a scapegoat,
1: but maybe they're trying to pass the blame on the It
2: sounds to me, Vince, that's exactly what's (laughs) happening here.
0: I I think that's exactly what's happening. So after after seeing that news, I immediately texted a couple Cardinals fans friends that I have I'm a Cubs fan Texan Cardinals fan friends and they think the same thing they think that he's kind of being scapegoated as and not just oh this is Wilson Contreras's fault but hey not only that but oh man we really miss Yadier Molina behind the dish and
2: (laughs) well that wasn't going to be the case no matter what happened
0: exactly and I I just um it's been so weird because they said okay first of all they scapegoated him then they said he's going to be um playing you know, doing a lot of DHing, And then they said he's going to play some outfield. Today they said that's not accurate. He's not going to be playing outfield. Good, because that made – It seems to me a
2: catcher probably doesn't have much uh, – uh, you know, it's not fleet of foot.
0: That made no sense, especially out for there, a team so, – like yeah. the, the Cardinals play um, – you know, they really pride themselves in building around defense. And a team like that, I just can't see – why they would ever even consider that so I, i'm you know i don't like the cardinals i root for their demise but to see <laughs> well, them to see them clarify you know that wilson's not going to be in the outfield i almost just as a baseball fan i like that because that made no sense to me i mean that 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 was nonsensical
2: Kev, more thoughts well, on i don't that. want to speak you know too too ill of somebody who has the name wilson even though he's got two l's in it but yeah. uh um and you guys are, are as you mentioned venture milwaukee and your chicago uh, i heard nothing whatsoever about his lackness or of being able to to catch so before now
0: so actually so, so here's the thing kevin is um you know having watched him for so long it, it was always kind of one of those elephants in the room like Everyone liked Wilson Contreras so much because he's got a great arm. He's a great leader and he, and he hits, he hits really well for a catcher. So no one really wanted to ever talk about how is he as a frame, as a pitch framer, how is he at calling a game? But, but, you know, Cubs fans kind of knew deep down, maybe he's not so good at those things, no pitchers or no one on the Cubs ever mentioned that, but us fans kind of had an idea that deep down, maybe that's a bit of a concern. And I think it was, Right now, he's a 35th percentile uh, pitch framer, um, according to you know StatCast. That's not actually as bad. No. It's not good, but that's not that's as not bad good. as I thought it would be because the way they're making him out to be, I thought I was going to check, and he'd and it'd say he was bottom 10th percentile. 35th percentile, obviously not good uh, by any means, but it's not as Especially. bad as I thought. Especially um, with that
1: contract, though.
0: <laughs> with the contract, it, it, it hurts a lot for them. Yeah. Um He's not a great pitch framer. I don't know how it's, – it's so hard to tell how he is when it comes to calling games. But Cubs pitchers always liked him, so we always kind of just overlooked it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, and, and they call up uh, Trey Barrera um, out of UT Austin, the uh, former national. They call him up. Not a very inspiring call-up. Um, so I, I just don't know what, what they're going to do there. I do think they're in line for some positive progression here. Um, I do think they're going to end up finishing around 500. I think they're going to figure it out. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the scapegoating that we're seeing here is, is truly incredible. And it's, it shows a little sort of chink in the armor of this Cardinals franchise. That is such a strong uh, internal franchise. Uh, There's such a strong um, front office system. Um, they're, They're almost robotic in how they build teams. So, so well. And, and, and again, deep building defense, Base running, pitching, hitting, they've got it all. They're a balanced franchise, and and they never seem to have their issues, um, especially externally. So to see them uh, doing this, it's just so surprising that they would call someone out this way.
1: Well, it shows you how much fantasy baseball plays into the fans' perspective. The reason why we don't talk about framing or the lack thereof of Contreras is because all we care about is does he hit, because that's how it affects our fantasy team. Yes. Uh his defense doesn't affect our fans. So, unless you're a, a Cubs fan uh, from the past or a Cardinals fan currently, um, you don't care how he frames, <laughs> you just care about how he hits. And so when everybody was then he got signed, everybody's like, Hey, this is great for my fantasy team because he's on the Cardinals. That's a better situation than the Cubs, and and it should be in a, a great spot for him. Well, um, and listen, he started off horrible. I've saw leagues where he got dropped in very quickly. I've held on to him in the league that I have him in uh, and and, and uh, just expecting him to bounce back. And he's done better in recent days at the plate and everything, too. Now, his brother, for the record, is a phenomenal framer. I love watching yeah. him catch. I watch, of course, a ton of Brewers games. And, and the way that he frames, especially those low pitches, is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's neat to watch. Uh, but I, I was shocked when I saw this news. I have not reached out to my Cardinals friends at this point because – I couldn't figure out any way to not laugh at him when I called. So uh, <laughs> at some point I'll talk to him. But um, at this point I'm just going to sit back and watch and kind of see what happens with it. Because it is crazy. St. Louis is 11-24, and 24, last yeah, place in the that division. That blows
2: my mind. Yeah,
1: they're four and a half back from Cincinnati. They're nine back from the top of the, the division. Four and a half back from Cincinnati. I mean – what a crazy start! Uh, they're negative nineteen on run differential, and that should never know.
2: happen with the no. offense they have. Correct. That's a real problem there. Yeah, but their so.
1: pitching has been horrible. Um, I've well, got they
2: leave Jordan off. Montgomery alone. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm good. <laughs>
1: so and now right came back too, so that should help.
0: So, so I do have some thoughts, kind of on the pitching situation. So I, I went ahead and when I called my buddy yesterday. Um, we were actually talking Ryan Helsley. We're both Ryan Helsley fantasy owners, and that's a whole nother situation. I do think Helsley's going to be fine. I'm going to talk about that in my next uh, piece that should be out in a day or two. Um, I think Helsley's going to be fine. Um, so that's kind of a whole nother situation. But the interesting thing about the Cardinals pitching situation is they went in on, they, they thought they found a market inefficiency by scooping up all of these pitchers who were, pitchers who, who didn't miss bats they didn't have great stuff didn't throw hard didn't miss a lot of bats but they were guys who forced a lot of contact but a lot of weak contact and they, their thought the cardinals thought was let's get all these guys who force a bunch of weak contact we have this great defense this great infield great outfield we'll let them handle the rest and i think the shift ban is a big big problem um, we've seen it with the Dodgers this year already, but with the Cardinals, especially because they have so many ground ball pitchers and, and guys who just cannot miss bats with their stuff, I think we've seen the shift ban affect certain teams. And I think the Cardinals are just one of them because it, their strategy of going in on these cheap pitchers who are kind of finesse guys, force, you know, a lot of ground ball guys, weak contact, et cetera. You know, without the shift, it's so much harder to cover all that space and to defend against all that contact that's being made, even though, again, it is a lot of weak contact and a lot of balls on hit on the ground. They're having a really hard time adjusting with the shift band and everything. I know the shift band, there's still some ways around it. There's ways to shift a little bit and they still have a great defense. They have great defenders all around. Um, but they're really being hurt by that rule change them uh, and the Dodgers. And I think the Yankees too, we've seen it, the teams that shift the best. Those are three, of the four teams that shift the best. The other is the Rays. Uh, Rays having, you know, completely different story over there, but we're really seeing this affect some teams. And I think they're a good example of a team that's being just dramatically affected by this, this rule change.
1: Kevin, we talked about at the beginning of the year, how it's going to positively impact batters having the the ban on the shift. And, but we only talked briefly about how it's going to negatively impact pitchers. Uh, this year and so you heard what Ian Just said about how it's affecting the Cardinals Pitchers Uh thoughts on that
2: Well I've Because that affects You have to have a guy at Second base who Has a lot of You know he's got a lot of ground to cover now yeah. And so you need a, a Guy used to put a guy over there and uh, Let's say Max Muncy Is a guy that comes immediately yes. to mind Because he's got no you know Lateral movement. Okay. So you could put him there at second base. Cause you got the shortstop 15 feet away from him. So that works. Now you've got to have a second baseman that can cover that entire, you know, side of the infield. And if you don't have that, you you're, you're, you're going to be hurting. You're going to be hurt, not only in the field, but also at the plate, because you don't have this guy who is a great hitter as much in your lineup. So, this is one of the things I I read that that I hadn't thought of, but I was like, "That's a great point," and we're seeing that. And as you as you just mentioned, that teams that don't you know react well to balls not hit directly at them, it's a problem for some of these guys,
0: and, and the and- pitchers
2: are being hurt by it.
0: That, Kevin, that's a fantastic point. I think Max Muncie is the best possible example you can bring up right now. I wrote a piece um, at the beginning of my uh, of I think it was in February before the season had started uh, about Tyler Anderson, and I kind of I kind of theorized like what I don't think I ever ended up posting this one, but it was it was a kind of a theoretical piece on how he's going to look with the Angels and how how he would look if he had he still been with the Dodgers, and kind of my thought was. Well, defensively, the Dodgers are going to take a hit. It's why you've seen them try out guys like uh, Mookie Betts at second base because Max Muncie, without the shift, he has so much ground to cover that he just can't cover. He's just no. not that type of an athlete. And- no, he,
2: he's a guy that will hit the ball, which he hasn't even done that. He's doing it this year.
0: Right, so, right.
2: You know, so he was hurting the Dodgers all over the place. And, and yeah, 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 you're right, so – that's why he's at third, which that doesn't really work a whole lot better.
0: No. So probably doesn't,
2: uh, but you know, he he's one of the leaders in home runs right now, especially because he's been so, so hot of late. Yeah. Kind of makes me, you know, he was one of the guys that uh started so slow. People probably dropped him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, they might so, have. They might yeah. have,
2: yeah. And so and it was justifiably so, but uh <laughs> It, it, he's got to hit those kind of balls like that to justify himself being in that lineup.
1: Yeah. In yeah, the lineup. Uh, NL Central, let's talk briefly about this. <laughs> the Pirates, who've had such a good start, lost yep. seven straight now. The uh,
2: entire NL Central, Vince, has collapsed. Yes.
1: Sure. I, I would argue that the Cubs have actually been the the, the bright spot, um, at least this past week. Uh, uh, they're
2: three and seven. In their last 10, ten, in so the last ten, if that's yeah. your bright spot, you're not very, you know, the, the, the torch is not very bright. Right? They're at
1: five hundred, and to me, that's a bright spot for Chicago. Okay, I, I wasn't sure they were going to be there, <laughs> but uh, hey, and Milwaukee beat San Francisco today. So, um, I that. so anytime
2: you could go ahead and beat San Francisco, Vince, I'm all for it. You're okay
1: with it, Pittsburgh? Yeah. though, we've. I've been saying it in every single week. I've been doing these power rankings, saying, "Hey, they're here, they're here, they're here." Surely they're not going to be here that much longer. It looks like they're they've begun their descent. Uh, put your your trade tables in your upright position. <laughs> yeah. it's, going, it's going down. So uh, yeah, they'd
2: already be road, you know, kill if they, you know Milwaukee. They created at the same time.
0: It, it, Correct. It, it was so weird for me to see to see the Pirates doing what they were doing, especially with O'Neill Cruz getting injured um, right, pretty yeah. early on. The, the, so the wheels are falling off, right? The, the stats show it, uh, the numbers show it their last, you know, 10, 12 games shows it. The wheels are falling off. I no longer as a fantasy manager. When I see my team, when I see one of my pitchers facing the pirates, I no longer fear that when I have, I had Vince Velasquez and Johan Oviedo, um, Mm -hmm. Both That's a rough um gig and, and right it, there. It and it is. And the reason <laughs> I even had them to begin with is because in ESPN leagues they are listed as RP, comma, SPs. And so they kind of they're like a hack sort of where I can have them on my team starting games and they don't count against my starting pitcher total. That's why I had them. And I was very excited about them. Vince Velasquez gets injured. He's gonna be out for a few weeks, probably up to a month. And Johan Oviedo, predictably, but he is completely collapsed to the point where. I, I think he might even be tipping pitches or something because they are hitting him so, so hard right now. It is unbelievable what he's done in his last two outings in, in the worst way possible. But um, the wheels are falling off there. Jack Sawinski, he's not hitting it as well as he was, um, you know, just even a week or two ago. I like Cabrian Hayes a lot, but more so he's a defensive guy. Brian Reynolds is going to be good; he'll be the bright spot, and I think Carlos Santana is a good player too. Absolutely, and I like. Connor he's the Jones.
2: guy, Ian, that I believed in not one iota coming into this season. He's proved me wrong.
0: Yeah, no, he's and he's old. He's he's getting old. Yeah,
2: he's almost as old as I am. So that's but, <laughs> yeah, that's not good.
0: He's got the hit tool. Uh, At least he sees the ball really well. So I'll give him credit there. I like Connor Joe. I like some of these guys, but it was only a matter of time. Um, This is why, you know, you always say you you don't trust the first month worth of results in baseball too much. You don't put too much into it. Same reason I was talking to my buddy about Ryan Helsley last night. I'm not going to drop Ryan Helsley. I don't care that he doesn't have a save in three or four weeks. You know, you, you trust talent. You trust good teams, good rosters. The Pirates just don't have that. I don't know what they're building. I don't know what they're trying to build. It was a cool run while it lasted, but I think, like you said, Vince, like it's it's a descent right now. It's it's going down, and and uh, no, there's not a lot to really trust or be too excited about there, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I went under sixty-seven and a half on Pittsburgh, and uh, it was I was really worried about that when they're already at twenty wins, but now it's starting to look like that's going to be a safe go. Yeah, uh, I'm also loving my under eighty-nine and a half for St. Louis this year. Uh, that's- oh yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, you definitely are going to
1: collect on that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny you're talking about Hel- Helsley, and I, I we need to get to the AOS, but uh, I got offered a trade this week for Helsley. They offered me Helsley straight up for, is it Brian Miller from Seattle, the young pitcher that got called up a couple uh, a week ago, and he's been lights out, and I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. And then I look, saw the next day Helsley was on the waiver wire.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go, and, and, and I, will, I will say this, um, you know, Bryce Miller, just a quick side note on him. He has fantastic, fantastic stuff. I picked him up the other day. I'm in a dead heat right now in one of my most important matchups of the season, kind of a rivalry, you know, bragging rights matchup right now, going to the wire. But um, Miller absolutely dealt, absolutely dealt against the Houston Astros today. Yeah. Um He's got, a, he's got a really hard fastball, a lot of spin, a lot of rise on that fastball, a um, couple good breaking pitches to supplement it. And, and here's the thing is um, – you know, I won't go too long on him, but why, why I trust a guy like Bryce Miller at least for the next few weeks see, and, and to ride it out is because Seattle's pitching development is absolutely fantastic. George Kirby, uh, Logan Gilbert, the stuff they're doing with Luis Castillo – they are such a good franchise at identifying pitching talent and pitching talent specifically that will play well um, in the major leagues. They, have, uh, they, they bring in a lot of guys who fill the strike zone, um, throw a lot of strikes, but throw a lot of quality strikes. Again, fastballs that are hard, that have uh, a lot of carry, um, and, that, and they love their guys who, who can supplement with a couple of breaking pitches as well. So Miller is a guy, um, if you have him right now, just for anyone out there who, who has him, um ride that one out don't don't be streaming him ride that one out beyond just the first two good starts he's had it goes beyond that I'm talking about the numbers here his stuff is legit and if he can keep it up and not fade um velocity wise he's got his stuff moves real well it's a profile analytically that should uh hold really well at the major league level
1: I like it. Uh, let's talk quickly about the AOS because it's it's been kind of wild, right? Yeah, it's at least. Wild. Wild they're, they're,
2: they're playing each other this weekend.
1: They are. Um, the
2: Angels and Rangers are playing each other, and the Mariners and, and Houston are playing each other.
1: So currently the Rangers are still on top, 20 and 13, uh, and a, still a plus 85 run differential. They've been putting up the runs this year, 221 runs total. Uh, the Angels are right behind them, two games back. Seattle and Houston, three and a half games back. Houston's still not healthy. Actually, they're even more hurt than they were a week ago. Um, right. But they're, we know they're going to get healthy. I still have yeah. confidence they're going to play well. But uh, I guess the question is, in Texas, has has injury issues? I saw the day the Angels. Did uh, I see that they are they've won every game where one of uh, where one either Shohei Otani or Mike Trout has sat out. Uh, so, so the Angels are are finally winning some games. They're only nineteen and sixteen. It's not great, uh, but they're right there. And then yeah. Seattle, yeah. who again had a really rough start, has pulled things around a little bit too. The A's are going to A, and that's okay with that. No, nobody worries about that.
2: Um, so, where <laughs> yeah, are we, we in did, the no talk about the A's? What's yeah,
1: yeah. We move on from the yeah. Las Vegas Athletics, uh, and uh, so we're here in the in the NL West. Though, what do we make of it? Is I mean, we're still early in the season, but Who's going to pull it out? Are the Angels going to make the playoffs? Are the Rangers going to be able to stay healthy enough to, to contend? What do we think about the West? Let's start with Ian.
0: So, yeah. So, the the first thing I want to talk about in this race, um, we know the Astros are a very – you know, you can expect the Astros to perform at a high level and, and, you know, whatever. They've been kind of disappointing, I guess, relative to their own – um, you know, typical situation. I mean, they're, they're one game over 500. I guess it must be 500 after after what uh, Miller did to them today. So yep. they're sitting at 500. I actually want to talk about the Seattle Mariners um, t- team. I mentioned a second ago, I love what the Mariners are doing. I, I see a vision. I see what they're building. I see what they're working towards. And I love it. You look at some of the moves they've made bringing in Ty France from San Diego. He struggled a little bit, But, you know, he's a guy, such a good hit tool, guy I'm not particularly worried about. Jared Kelenic finally, uh, finally has been fantastic. Julio and Teoscar have been slumping a little bit, but you can expect guys like them too and Ty France um, probably to turn it around with their talent. But in particular, what I love about Seattle and why I think Seattle, they sit at, um, at, at, also at 500 right now, a few games back of first place in that division. But Seattle has the pitching, in my opinion, to contend... With any of these guys, they have three frontline like very solid pitchers you can get excited about. One ace and Luis Castillo, and two potential aces in the making in George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. They got guys like Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flexen to supplement that. I love love what they've done with their bullpen. Guys like uh, Paul Sewald and even Matt Brash in the bullpen has been good. Trevor Gott. Um, they have pitching. They have depth. That you know Miller now been dominating. I think the Mariners, I see their vision. I see what they're doing. They're they're a surprisingly balanced team. They haven't been hitting well, but I think that's probably going to change while the pitching and the defense, I think, will continue to maintain at a high level. I like what the Mariners are doing. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up uh, grabbing a playoff spot. I don't know if they'll win the division. It's such a good division. I mean, it's such a a strong division. You compare that to one like the the NL Central, for, for example. I know the records don't show it just yet, such a solid division, um, you know, top heavy, not really, you know, there's not really a big outlier in the division. I mean, other than the, I mean, the Oakland A's obviously, but like there's four teams that are going to comp- uh, compete at a high level in that division. Um, but I think the Mariners end up grabbing a playoff spot. That's yeah. my, that's my opinion. Yeah.
1: And what's crazy is they lose Robbie Ray. Right. And, um, they're able to, to make it work <laughs> like yeah. they lose them, but it's not actually, it's not going to crush them because uh, their pitching staff was built really, really well. Kev, go ahead.
2: Okay. So, you know, when we, I'm in, I'm in Rangerville down here, plus the Astros, you know, and uh, when it comes to the Rangers at all, they've been able to weather, cause they've got Jacob DeGrom, as we've talked about, he's been injured, but they've been able to weather that a little bit. But if, if he, He needs to be healthy for the majority of the season for them to make a serious run at this division. And, uh, you know, we're talking about heat, but, you know, the Rangers now have a cover over the top of their ballpark. So it's not like, you know, they're going to get a bunch of a boost from the heat and the weather in Texas. They're not going to get that. So uh, they're hitting so well. I don't know if they can maintain that or not, but, even if they do, they need Jacob McGrath to be healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to talk about John Gray, but I'm, I'm coming over to your side, Vince. It, it's, it's been terrible. <laughs> I so tried to warn you. You did. And, you know, props, you know, I get props where props is, is are due. But um, the rest of their pitching staff has, has fared well. Yes. So I think that, you know, it's going to be a heck of a race. And uh, we haven't had a heck of a race in the ALs since the you know the Astros have won it, and they've won it by ten games, fifteen games, you know, stuff like that. But we're going to have a heck of a division race, and it's something to be excited about.
1: It looks like it's going to be a fun one throughout the year. Again, the AL East is tight. Uh, the NL Central is going to be, I think, in, boring and interesting at the same time to go along with the AL Central. am so both both central divisions are. Who knows what's going to happen? But a lot of fun okay. things. We need to get on to the next thing. Ian, uh, again, he's from bellyupfantasysports.com. You can get his articles there every single week. Uh, enjoy having you on. We'll
2: have you on again, yep. Ian. You're yep. always a good one. You were on when I was not, Ian. And I, 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 I enjoyed being on with you and listening to you talk.
0: Hey, same with you, Kevin. Seriously, I appreciate it, man. Glad we were able to be on at the same time. And Vince, and yep. um, always, man, this is a great show. Seriously, this is an awesome show. Uh, make sure and everyone out there leave a comment or a a review on apple podcasts um all i think you got five stars on there on all your reviews it's it's a fantastic show man you guys do a great job both of you and um you know go cubs and like you said vince nl central um you know interesting because of how boring and weird it is in a way it ends up being (laughs) a really interesting division so um thank you guys for having me on seriously Uh, Ian, great.
1: Again, your articles are always great too. So make sure you check them out bellyupfantasysports.com. Ian, thanks. We'll we'll catch you again another time.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: Yes, sir. All right. That does it for our call to the pen. Again, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to righteousfelon.com and enter code bellyup. You get 15% off your purchase. All right. Time for our final segment Fantasy Focus. Our fantasy focus segment is uh, presented by bellyupfantasysports.com. All your greatest and latest fantasy articles, NFL, NHL, NBA, and of course, Major League Baseball, all there for you on bellyupfantasysports.com. Go out and check it uh, as soon as this show is over. Kevin, yeah, let's make sure these. we're over
2: before you do that. That's all yeah.
1: Over. Well, as long as you can watch and, and look, I'm fine. Well, but, you know, uh, <laughs> if
2: you're multi you know, directional, I suppose that might be all right.
1: Kevin, I made a trade this week. Okay. Not not in our league. I've tried to make trades in every league. It has not worked out for me to this point. But I made a big one uh, in a league that I'm in. I have yet to win. I'm going to win this week, my first win of the season in this league. It's the league that I didn't draft a pitcher until round 14. Uh, and so I said, I need a pitcher. So I went out and acquired Corbin Burns. And okay. I, got, I packaged – I got Burns and Vinny Pasquantino – And I gave away Pete Alonzo and Michael Harris uh, from Atlanta. Uh, Harris just came back from injury. I know he's going to be good. I desperately needed pitching help, though. Um, And so Alonzo was the big ticket item, of course, there. And Burns was the big ticket item in return. But I felt like Pasquantino gave me a first base option. And uh, I didn't like to lose Harris, but at this point I was zero and four. I had to do something.
2: <laughs> and, so and as you mentioned, Harris is just coming back from injury, and I, I, that's a trade I would I would make.
1: I was happy with it. So we'll say, like I said, oh, yeah. I won this So you, know, first, you get your, you game. know,
2: you get Milwaukee. You know, your Milwaukee guy, who that's just right. happens to be Corbin Burns, who you and I both agree on is 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 a great pitcher. So yeah, that that's a trade that uh it's gonna work out for you.
1: This has been a good week for me. I'm facing Dan D'Amico in our in our I league. Saw that. That You're defending them, champion. The
2: champion is getting taken down.
1: I put him over my knee and, and took care of business uh, with him there. Let's get to our ads and drops though, as we are running close on time. So Thank let's you. get to it. Uh Kevin, who's the first guy you think that we should add this
2: week? Okay, well, the first guy is happens not coincidentally to be a Texas Ranger. And that is the young guy over there at third base, Josh Jung. He's at 29.9%. It's gone up almost 10% uh, in the last week. And this is what he's done. Uh, he uh, he scored two runs today. And then uh, the other day he had three. He was three for five, two homers, three RBIs, two runs scored. And then against the Yankees, no less, he was two for four with the homer. Three RBIs or five RBIs rather than three runs scored on the season. 263, 824 even has a stolen base. So you know you wouldn't figure you get too many stolen bases out of a third baseman, big guy as he is. But uh, 75 fantasy points. So third base is one of those positions that we talked about where you're probably needing some assistance there. So if you Not me, because I've got two solid third basemen. But if you happen to be anyone else and you're needing help at third, go ahead and get one of these guys. They've got him hitting right in the midst of that lineup that we just talked about a minute ago. So Josh Young is my leadoff guy to go get and go get him as quickly as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to see you succeed. And I don't have him on any of my teams right now. Um, But he was my sleeper pick at third base this year as a guy, a breakout guy uh, for this season. So I'm excited to see him picking it up. I'm going to go with a Dodger, uh, Kev, and it's Chris Taylor. And uh, Chris, he's got I've been back
2: and forth on him, so go ahead.
1: Outfield, second base, shortstop, eligibility, only 5.1% owned right now. In the past week, he gets a home run, five RBIs, two stolen bases. He seems to be finding his consistency now, uh, finding his way onto the field, having opportunity, and he's starting to make the most of those opportunities. Defensively, he's a lot better than some of the other options, Max Muncie uh, there in, in Los Angeles and and uh, you know, uh, people like that. So uh, Chris Taylor's a guy that's finding his way on the field. He's starting to produce. He gives you a ton of position eligibility. So if you're looking for a versatile guy to add to your roster, Chris Taylor – uh, he's a guy to get now and hold on to until till he slows down, uh, basically, and 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 kind of ride that wave again. He's going to give you some stolen bases. He's going to give you some other categories, runs. So he's not going to get a lot of home runs, but runs, RBIs, things like that. Opportunity there is for Chris Taylor. So I I think now is the time to go out and scoop him up. Okay, can't argue. I...
2: All right. So the second guy I'm going to go to is to a hated rival. Uh-oh. All right. So, and that's the San Francisco Giant by the name of Lamont Wade Jr., no less, and he plays first base and the outfield, which is a nice combination. You know, first base is one of those other positions; not a lot of depth there. And so, uh, he's only at nine point six percent owned. And uh, today, two hits. Okay, against your uh, Brewers, he drove in a run. Yeah, he had a hit on Friday. He uh, let's see. Yeah, against Houston and Nairvon in Houston, no less. Two for three with the homer, two runs scored. He's hitting 250, 6, 9, 14 runs scored, had 73 fantasy points. So here's a guy that uh, you could add to your team who will give you the versatility that you're probably needing. Because first base, outfield, I like that a whole lot. The only thing that could be better is if he threw in a second base, but apparently that's not going to happen. But I. Uh, <laughs> At 9.6, and it's gone up 8%. So it's probably going to not be 9.6% for very much longer. So if you're looking for a first baseman, go and get him.
1: My next guy is a guy we've actually talked about before on this program, but he kind of slumped, so we dropped him. Lane Thomas from Washington. He's back on an uptick, three home runs, six RBIs, a stolen base. He's only struck out four times in 22 out-bats this week. Um, again, he's back on, on an uptick. He scored seven points, eight points, five points, two points. Uh, so positive things. I'm scared to death of nationals players. I don't want them on my team, but there's been some pitchers and Lane Thomas is a guy that I kind of stream when I need an outfielder. I go and look and see what he's doing. If he's having a good week, I add him to my roster. Um, and I think that now is the time again to put him back on a roster. If you need outfield help and, uh, and then just keep an eye on him when he slows down. Put them back to the waiver wire, but now's a good time to, to pick up Lane Thomas from Washington. Who else you got, Kev?
2: All right, so I'm going to switch the pitcher, and this ties into an article that just dropped for me. And uh, the picture I'm talking about is Tanner Beebe of the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, we know that uh, Detroit is a much stronger team than we thought, you know, especially of late. And uh, they put some runs on the board today, but their offense is still terrible. And he pitches against them tomorrow, and he's made two starts. One was against Colorado, one run on six hits, struck out eight, walked none. Then he pitches against the New York Yankees in New York, five and a third innings, two runs on four hits, struck out five, walked none. So two starts, he's got no walks, 22 and 15 fantasy points. And he faces Detroit tomorrow. And so he is a guy that if, if you need pitching help, I would be very, very happy to go out and get this guy on my fantasy team.
1: I like it. Uh, I'm going to go relief pitcher okay. uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. Yenier Cano, uh, only okay. 15.4% of leagues. Probably more valuable if you got holds. We do have holds in our league. We do, um, but he has uh, two saves and five holds on the season. Uh, he's been getting some closer opportunities when their regular closer is is can't can't pitch for that night. He can sometimes go two innings at a time versus one inning. Uh, so you're getting a decent amount of value out of this guy. Um, and again, he's owning 15.4 percent of leagues, and uh, he's he's a guy worth looking at. He's put some points on, on the board for me this week, and I think he can he can help teams. Again, if you don't have holds, it's probably not enough value for you, and the save opportunities he gets are going to be limited. Uh, but he is getting save opportunities along with the setup role. And, uh, and again, he's pitched. Um, uh, many of his outings have been more than one inning, uh, all the way up to two innings. So an, an opportunity for some value uh, there for a Baltimore relief pitcher, of all things. Kevin, who else you got? You got anybody else? Um, you
2: know, I'm – I could probably add some people, but uh, I think you don't have to. I got
1: I've got one more relief pitcher
2: uh, okay. from
1: Tampa, Jason Adam. He's six Oh well, there you go, Tampa. We yeah. gotta add one
2: at
1: least. Yeah, well, and and they had the injury this past week to the other guy that was splitting time there as the closer. So now Jason is the main closer on Tampa. He's gonna get the most opportunity. And guess what? In Tampa, you're gonna get opportunities for saves. Um, uh, so, uh, so it's a good, good place to have. If you don't have him on your team, you're looking for saves. Jason Adams, a good, good one to have. Um, all right, let's talk about drops, Kevin. Who do we okay, need to get rid so,
2: of this? Uh, I got a guy here that, uh, it's kind of, if then scenario is, uh, most of us don't have any injured list spots opening. There comes my kitty. <laughs> and so, uh, anyways, and I'm talking about Eloy a Okay. All right. And he's a guy that I wrote about a few weeks back saying, hey, be patient with him. And he actually started to turn things around. He had two hits and then three hits in consecutive games. But then yesterday, the news came out that he had appendicitis. And uh, I I can totally, you know, get with him on that because I had my appendix pulled out of me when I was 13. So I know what he's going through. And uh, if you've got an injured, league, uh, league, uh, injured list spot, go ahead and put them there. But if you don't, just just cut them for now because there's got to be somebody that's out there that we just talked about that you put on your team that can help you right now and not have this guy take up a roster spot when when it's not necessary. So, you know, I I, I – We have talked about him before, you and I, and he's a great, great, he has potential to be a great, great player, but he's just not been healthy any time he's been in the major leagues. So if you got the IL spot, go ahead and use it. If not, I say, say, say lovey, you you know, hope you're healthy and, you know, call me when you get back in town.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that point. Um, I'm going with an outfielder that was brought up earlier in our show by Ian Jack Sewinsky from Pittsburgh. He was the hot guy from Pittsburgh. He was doing everything, but six of his last seven games have been negative points. You can't hold on to a guy that's going to consistently give you negative points. And as much as the Pirates were this wonderful story to begin the season, uh, Jack Sewinsky can no longer be rostered on your team if he is. It's probably because you haven't been paying attention. Go ahead and get Jack Swinski off your roster and uh, move on. There are other options like Lane Thomas and Chris Taylor out there uh, to fill that void. So go ahead and get rid of Jack Swinski. Uh, Who else? Jeff.
2: Okay. So uh, we were talking about the St. Louis Cardinals a little bit ago. And uh, another player that was brought up last week, Jack Flattery. Okay. And this is a guy who, look at this. Against the Angels in two and a third innings, 10 earned run, 10, nine hits, minus 16 fantasy point. So, my uh, I don't have any patience. I, I talk about being patient, my patience is at an end with this guy. So, and cut him, get him, you know, he's going to be facing the Cubs on Tuesday in Chicago. I don't like that matchup at all. So, send him to the showers and and just. Yeah, and before that he had two fantasy points, so there is zero reason to hold on to this guy, and 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 just just say hey St. Louis, you know, hey, apparently none of us like you anyway, so go ahead hit the brick. All
1: right, Kev, I've got a guy who coincidentally is on your roster currently in our league. and I didn't realize this till after I put him and did all my research on him. So I'm, I'm not picking on you, uh, okay. Tyler Stevenson, Cincinnati catcher. Okay,
2: he's on my team. He's my 48, team.
1: Forty-eight percent of. I've been I've been
2: going back and forth on this guy Vince. I had him in another league, and I went ahead and dropped him over there. Yeah, just be Sticks honest. With you. So go ahead. In the
1: last nine games, he scored zero or worse. Uh, negative. Yep. Points it's, been, it's
2: not been. It's not been pretty.
1: I was looking in our league, Kevin. I don't I, I'm not, I don't have a catcher to suggest to you right now. Um, yeah, that's why to, I haven't
2: made a move yet.
1: <laughs> you should add. But I will say this. There are two catchers currently available in our league um, that just in the last week have had decent scorings. Uh, Diaz from Colorado, Grandall from the White Sox. I know you don't like Grandall this year. Um, and actually, Haas from Detroit has had a decent week as well. Uh, but uh, if you if you have Tyler Stevenson, my suggestion is to go see what else you can find uh, there and see if there's somebody yeah. somebody worth taking a swing on. Um, you know, maybe even a young guy like uh, Moreno from Arizona. Yeah, he's
2: a guy I've been looking at, Vince, and uh, I'm that close to making a move, that exact yeah. move right there. I don't
1: know if you remember this or not, Kevin, but you drafted a guy. Uh, that's I available to Danny Jansen. Um, but uh, he scored. Yeah, that, he's yeah, there. I don't, I don't <laughs> see it happening. I just,
2: <laughs> Anybody else we should drop? Okay. So, you know, probably shouldn't worry about this guy, but he's at 56.3% owned. He's a Kansas City Royal pitcher, which, you know, just by math alone, this is a problem. And I'm talking about Brady Singer. All right. This is what you're getting out of him. He two and 4 with an 8.82 ERA. Mm-hmm. 1.60 whip, just 35 fantasy points. Oakland, the sorry excuse, <laughs> Oakland A's, right? Put five runs on the board on him. Six hits, three walks. Right before that, the Minnesota Twins. Eight runs, five hits, three walks. So that's six walks he's given up. And just six and two-thirds inning. So it is all putrid when it comes to, to this guy. And why he's at 56% own baffles me <laughs> to no end. He's, he has no reason to be on a fantasy roster. So if you've got him, send him to the showers immediately.
1: So I have Brady Singer in my... Twelve man league that oh, I this one. Okay. that I waited till the fourteenth round of the draft pitcher,
2: okay.
1: um, and I I have three or four streaming pitchers in this league. Uh, let me give you this real quick so you can understand what I'm dealing with. Now I acquired okay. Corbin Burns this week, so okay. he is now there. I also have uh, uh, Luis Garcia from Houston who's injured, um, and on the injured list I have Ranger Suarez who I picked up and put on the injured list earlier in the season, hoping that he steps up. My best addition so far, Bryce Miller from Seattle and Bryce Elder from Atlanta I've added okay. in throughout the season. That's been positive. Uh, but I got Merrill Kelly from Arizona, singer, yeah. Pablo Sandoval. My goodness, that's been hard. Uh, yeah, that's been, that's been a St. seesaw Louis. if
2: there ever was one.
1: Yeah, Mikalis from St. Louis, that's been uh. positive.
2: Man, um, why do you do that to yourself?
1: I know. I got this De- Scalfini from San Francisco, has actually been decent. Okay.
2: okay. Bailey
1: Ober from Minnesota, who I absolutely. I thought you
2: loved. just added him, so you yes. could have talked about him.
1: Yes. Uh, he's, he's a good one. I like him too. And then I also got this young guy, Colin Ray, in Milwaukee. Um, okay. He's been pitching pretty decent. Actually, he pitched today, yesterday. As well, um, and he's been he's been doing decent, okay, fine. I got Soroka from Atlanta, who's yet to pitch in the majors this year. Um, should be coming up before too long. I snagged him because I just need someone to hit. Like I'm just I'm grabbing pitchers, hoping for something good to come from them. Brady Singer, uh, Pablo Sandoval, Mikolas. Not a whole lot of good coming. Um, no. So no, that, yeah, you know, that, that's like those.
2: that's like self torture, Vince. I don't know. It is
1: rough, and I'll tell you, it, it's rough. Let me just put it at that. It's it's rough in that league. I've been struggling, uh, but I got my first win this week, and I'm excited to start turning things around in that that one. Um, we need to talk about Gunner Henderson, though. We talked we okay. talked to him in the, in the preseason stuff, and he's had his ups and downs. He's currently it's been available. more down and up. Yeah, he's currently available in our league. Uh, he's yeah. available in in about forty percent of leagues. Right now, too. I think he's worth holding on to. Now, I don't have a need for third base on my roster. Me neither.
2: Me neither. Or, at all.
1: or an option to stash somebody. I, I just don't have that right now. I think Gunner Henderson's a guy who's going to turn it around. If you, if he's available in your league, if people have gotten un, impatient and you have a spot on your roster and actually you have a bench spot that you use, I think he's worth putting on your roster and holding on to because I think it's going to, yeah. I think it's going to come around for him. I just don't have that spot available on my roster right now. I don't now. either. And
2: not he's the guy it. that I wrote that in that same article about uh, guys to be patient with. Mm-hmm. He was on that list, and uh, he's starting to stretch that patience out just a little bit. <laughs> he just—it hasn't turned around for him, right? But
1: yeah. we've got guys but, in our league, Kevin. Yeah. We've got guys Teoscar Hernandez, who I know you're not a fan of. Uh, but he's available. It just became available. Josh Bell, who's so it seems to be available in every league I'm ever in. Yeah, um, he's
2: available in every league I'm in and he could stay available.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. You know, uh, you mentioned Young from Texas. He's available in our league right now as well. There's there's guys available. Now we're in a 10 man league. I'm also in an eight man league. There's all kinds of players available in that league and then in the 12 man league. So it's interesting to see different philosophies in different leagues, but I think Gunnar Henderson, if you have a spot that you can put him on your roster, I think he's worth having on your roster. And I would not drop him unless I absolutely had to to fill to fill that space. I think it's going to come around sooner rather than later. And I could be wrong. I've been wrong once or twice before. You know, uh, you know, so once or twice. That's yeah, it. You know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, another guy and I, we're out of time. Volpe. I like what Anthony Volpe is doing in, in uh, New York. He's stealing bases. Um, that's where his real value is, um, but again, he's only eligible in one position at shortstop, and there's a lot of shortstops.
2: Yeah, shortstop is a deep position in fantasy,
1: so yeah. I like well, I to have him. Again, I just don't have the spot on my roster. I don't have, I don't have any bench batters. I use all my bench for pitchers.
2: Well, uh, I have bench batters, but I my bench batters, I like you know multi position capability. Yeah so I can slide him into wherever I need to.
1: Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, Nick Lodolo, we didn't talk about him. I mean, my goodness, I'm on the verge of, of getting rid of Nick Lodolo. This yeah. guy's killing me.
2: <laughs> killing And he's the guy that I thought, even though he pitches for Cincinnati, could be up for some good things this year. But it's it's not there.
1: It has it been a rough go for him. Um My goodness. I I picked up Justin Steele from Chicago. He's been great. Uh, He's
2: been beyond great.
1: Yeah, it's been good. There's guys out there, but I'm telling you, man, just still guys to get healthy. All right, Kev, we're up on time. Um, He's Kevin Wilson. You find him on Twitter, at Kevin62WILSEA. You find all his articles on BellyUpFantasySports.com. They come out at least once a week. Right. Uh, there And you catch him on this show every Sunday night. You catch him on the Dynasty Fantasy Football Show on Sunday mornings on Belly Up Fantasy Sports uh, Twitter page. Uh, and I would assume on Belly Up YouTube as well. Um, I always see it on Twitter, but I think it's on YouTube as well. It is. Uh, all right. So lots of things coming for you there. Ian Lemersall was on the show earlier. You find all his articles on BellyUpFantasySports.com. He doesn't do a lot on social media. He is on Twitter, you can find them if you just search Ian Lemersault. um He is there. I'm Vince Stover at Sports Stove is the Twitter and Instagram uh, handle. You can find my articles on BellyUpSports.com, and I haven't put one on the fantasy site uh, in a while. You and Ian are knocking them out, so I've just kind of been letting yeah, you. Yeah. So know.
2: if you're looking for fantasy baseball, we're blowing the doors off. Oh yeah. You know, over there on uh, on the Belly Up Fantasy site, everybody's like, "Oh, we got to talk about football and everything else," because you know. They just had to draft and no. Baseball oh, yeah. is there. It's, it's live. And, you know, Ian, I just want to mention, hey, if you don't like it, do your research. Go to Ian's articles. He will take care of that for you.
1: He's got lots of research in there. Um, this podcast, of course, is live every Sunday night. We'll back next week with more. Uh, I also have a show live on Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock. That's right. Last and week, we I, had. I don't
2: know if you, uh, you, well, of course, you were on the show, but I saw that your broadcast had viewers up the wazoo because you had that uh, special guest on.
1: Yeah, we had Tennessee Titans safety, Matthew Jackson uh, on the show. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, just signed with Tennessee. Uh, great conversation with him. Had a great it time. Was,
2: I enjoyed it. And when I saw how many viewers on YouTube, I don't know about anywhere else. On, I'm, I'm sure it was elsewhere, but it was like, wow.
1: Yeah. This is yeah, some
2: fun. viewing going on right
1: here. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, but Matt, I, I've, I've interviewed Matt four or five times on my local hour podcast. Uh, he played at Eastern Kentucky University. We've talked many times. We've chatted off the air, uh, become friends, and uh, so excited for him. It really was a fun interview. Hope you'll go back and listen to it. I try to drop a local hour episode every Friday morning, audio only, on the podcast. Um, last week, I did not drop a local hour, but this week we do intend to. Talk a lot of baseball right now on that, having baseball players on so from Eastern Kentucky. so um, as you should. As well. Yes, so uh, there you go. That's everything there. Um, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, share, all those good things as well. Catch us back next week, Sunday, live, 8 p.m. Eastern right. time on the Sports though YouTube and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. Thank you to Righteous Felon Jerky, Mahler Bros Golf, and Belly Up Fantasy Sports for their support of this program Thank you for tuning in tonight, Kevin. Thank you for joining again.
2: Always always a pleasure, Vince. So, you know,
1: I'm happy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. See you later.